As mentioned in the last episode, Tamjin is coming to a trap with only dozens of bodyguards. Fortunately, a peasant from the enemy side noticed the trap and sold this important message to Tamjin for money. Tamjin was panicked and started to flee. The son of his godfather got the report and commanded his soldiers to chase after. Tamjin and his bodyguards avoided being captured, but the way back home was cut off. So Tamjin sent one brave man to deliver a message to his army. Even Tamjin was not present. His army was so loyal and organized that it was able to come to Tamjin quickly. Tamjin immediately commanded the retaliation. Whether his godfather liked it or not, he had to stand on his own son's side and became Tamjin's enemy. Both his son and himself knew Tamjin would retaliate, but they underestimated the marching speed of Tamjin's army. Tamjin's army was so well trained and organized, and it marched days and nights to reach the camp of Tamjin's godfather. Tamjin commanded the attack immediately, which happened days before Tamjin's godfather expected. The unexpected attacks completely destroyed the army of Tamjin's godfather. Both his son and himself fled towards the Nightman clan, which is the last strong clan besides Tamjin's Mongol clan. However, they were so messed up that soldiers of the Nightman clan didn't believe they were nobles. After a quarrel, Tamjin's godfather was killed by a Nightman soldier. His son was later killed by a subsidiary. Now, the Nightman clan was the only component of Tamjin on the step. Even the Nightman clan had 12 small soldiers. Even they are better educated with more advanced culture. Even their ruler was also called the Sun King. They can't stop Tamjin's army. After conquered the Nightman clan, Tamjin finally controlled the entire steppe, and that vast steppe was called the Mongolia steppe since then. Tamjin was named as King His Khan, which means the king as great as the ocean. Tamjin also brought new policies into action. First of all, he cut off abandoned the slavery. Second, everyone's property would be protected, so that the tragedy happened to his mom, who was robbed and forced to marry his father, would never happen. Third, he ensured the freedom of religions. Religion leaders are highly respected and exempted from taxation. Other professionals, such as teachers and doctors, are also exempted from taxation. He also rerouted the Silk Road to pass through his land. Even he hadn't controlled either the Song Dynasty, where the silk was produced, or the Muslims who purchased the silk. So much silk and other goods passed through the steppe, which changed the people's life. Since merchants played such an important role, Tamjin would do whatever to protect them. He would send armies to conquer countries which refused to trade with his merchants. In return, those merchants provide important military information. Tamjin would also conquer other countries just to expand his territory. His army was unstoppable. The most obvious reason is the speed of his army, which consisted of mostly cavalry. To further enhance the marching speed, each soldier had three horses on average, so that he could switch once a horse got tired. They also invented condensed cheese and milk tea, so that a soldier could bring enough food supply with himself. And during a battle, their most scary weapon was the bow and arrow. 
Their balls were quite heavy and powerful, and instead of grabbing one arrow to shoot at each time, a soldier could grab three or four arrows at each time and shoot consecutively. It's like a pistol machine in the cold weapon era, and since they didn't wear heavy armors, they could fight longer and move agilely. They were also very good at tactics. Thanks to their marching speed, they could form traps quickly and seduce enemies into their traps. They were initially bad at conquering a city under siege, but they kept learning and improving. Even they were terrible at engineering. They captured engineers and crafters from land they conquered, and treated them very well, asking them to build siege weapons. With the help of those engineers, they once even successfully built a dam and planned to flood a city under siege. Although they messed up and flooded their own camps, they eventually mastered this technique. They even built a firearm section and used firearms to break castles. And more than often, they conquered enemies just by threatening. They only gave enemies two options: either surrender or all people, including ordinary people, be killed. If a city under siege didn't surrender, they sometimes burned down villages near the city so that peasants couldn't harvest to feed the city, and many peasants would flee into the city, further increasing the burden of food supply. Many ordinary people died or suffered from these wars, but almost all cities under attack would eventually fall. Tamjin and his offspring built the largest contiguous empire the world has ever seen. The Great Britain once colonized larger area of lands, but it's not contiguous. One question is how they managed recently conquered cities. Obviously, they didn't want to leave many soldiers to govern the conquered cities. Again, they played a merciless trick. They would leave only a few people to rule the city, and their army pretended to leave but just hided nearby. If people of the conquered city overthrew those Mongol rulers, the Mongol army would march back immediately and kill everyone. So later, a conquered city could be governed by just a few Mongol people. And since the Mongol Empire was free of religions and valued many useful professionals, many ordinary people welcomed their ruling. People in the Mongol Empire could live peacefully and travel around without barriers. So the trading and cultural exchange between the East and the West reached a new height. The famous Italian merchant and writer Marco Polo visited China around that time and wrote the famous book. The travels of Marco Polo. To summarize, Tamjin built a huge empire from scratch at the cost of millions of casualties. It's unclear whether he's a hero or criminal, whether he makes the world better or worse. But undeniably, he completely changed the world.